When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the More Business, More Life podcast. This show is for socially conscious leaders, entrepreneurs, CEO founders that have found success, but they yet they don't have the ideal life that they would like. And what we're going to do is bring in concepts and systems so that we can increase business with millions of additional revenue while lowering our work hours, ideally below 40 hours a week. We call this More Business, More Life. And it's an and, not an or. We don't have to have either or. We can actually systemize this to have both. And those are the concepts we're gonna come with each episode. Sometimes we might talk a little bit more about business, sometimes more life, most of the time, both. <laughs> so welcome to the show. Welcome to the More Business, More Life podcast. On today's episode, we're gonna talk about the word together. How can we go farther, do more, achieve more with less? Because we can have many hands making light work, but we're also going to talk about how can we be together as a country, as a city, as a town, as a village, as a tribe, different thoughts as the planet turns, our earth, how can we be together as humans, how can we be together in our endeavors, our businesses, our values, and then even when we disagree, how can we find unity in the disagreement? We talk about all of this and more. I can't even encapsulate it in this short bit, but that's it. Let's talk about together. First thing, I want to mix in some gratitude. We already talked about that in another episode, but I am so grateful to be doing this with my co-hosts, Giovanni Godina, Stephanie Vetter, and Melissa Barrett. And this is like right away. Here it is together, together. You know, that's... Uh, you know, coming into the second season of this show, I knew I did not want to be the only host. And while I was never alone, um, I don't think, Giovanni, did I ever do a podcast by myself? I don't think so. At least Giovanni was with me or I had we had guests, but I don't think I ever did a solo podcast, did I? Uh, I don't think so. I think you always had some kind of guest or some shadow named Giovanni. Yeah, yeah, more than a shadow. He's so modest. So then here we are. This this show has always been together. It's always had more people. And now we've just expanded. But the idea is that we can all go farther. We can all do more. I mean, that you know, so many different adages. You know, we're all here a big fan of the African proverb. If you want to go somewhere quickly, go alone. And if you want to go far, go together. And we want this show to really carry on and going together allows for that. Even once already, uh, Stephanie couldn't make it once. And it was because uh, she wasn't feeling well. And then she even said, oh, I'll do everything I can to be there. And all of us are like, no, rest. And then Melissa, Giovanni and I said, oh, should we skip the show and wait for Stephanie? And then we're like, no, that's the whole point of this. We're doing it together so it continues on even the times that we're not there. And it gives all of us the opportunity to live our lives. And there's going to be some shows where one of us can't make it and the other three can carry on. And it allows the show to keep going, right? Because if we're alone, then the show would stop. So what a power in that. 
And then to add one more thought, it's the many hands making light work. You know, no one person has to talk for an hour to fill up the airtime as you listen, which everyone here would know that, you know, probably wouldn't have a problem doing that, but that's where I go bite my tongue and let <laughs> others share because there's so much inside of me that I want to share with the world. Um, but we are here together and it just really starts this off and it's the human experience they say the hardest thing to recover as a human is solitary confinement so that puts it on the extreme right here we are doing this together all these things we can learn but then on the other side when you're alone it's one of the hardest things that the human species can can deal with i guess i'm curious for each of you what's most important about that word together for for each of you just to start this off i was actually thinking about that as you were talking the together whole togetherness and before so going from like a solopreneur sole proprietor in my photography business and just everything falls on me uh in the past that's kind of what i like because then nobody was relying on me or anything like that and so like if anything if it fails it fails it's all on me and it's not like ruining anybody else's life something like that that's like the mind mentality i have behind it but it only goes so big by yourself like it only can get so big i can only take so many photos in a day I can only do so much, you know, and so like, that's fine for like that business. But when you want to do something big and something that's going to change people's lives and eventually change the world, right? Just by helping one person, you change the world. Um, by changing yourself, you change the world. The whole togetherness I'm seeing in different aspects of my life as well as I'm trying other things too. That like, yeah, the more people that you have in alignment with what you're doing, like the more you can do it, just getting back to the proverb that you just said, like the more tribe we have, the greater our impact can be and the more things you can do. Getting back to what you mentioned with Stephanie, not being able to be with us for that one podcast. Like yeah, if it was, if it's say, if it was just Stephanie by herself doing it, like then she'd have to skip that, right? Which might put her behind schedule if she was on a schedule, right? Then I kind of dominoes of domino effect from there. And so like now as my, beliefs and things are shifting, not having that fear of, you know, things relying on not necessarily just me, but like being a part of something that bigger like that, like it just makes absolute sense. If you want to do something amazing in the world or something big in the world, you have to have people who are there right next, um, next to you helping out. I was just going to add in that's, I love what you said, Giovanni. I think one of the things that I think about when I think about together is when working in, especially like in a, you know, whether it's a, a large company or a smaller company with, you know, specific processes, I always worked kind of in the product area. So there was always lots of ideas and processes flowing. And I always, I, I think when I was younger, I took, I don't know if I took a training class or whatever it was, but the concept was all about kind of the one plus one equals three. And so the minute you combine that energy, you have ideally diverse, you know, thoughts in terms of, you know, I want to do it this way or I want to do it that way. And usually you, the third thing you come up with is even better, right? Because you're not just going down one path or the other, but you're creating a new path together. And so I always think of just that, that word synergy in terms of, 
you know, how you do things that kind of broadens the path and makes a new path in many instances. And then, of course, you know, I love Kwanzaa. So the Kwanzaa principle, you know, unity, I always think about, you know, creating unity in the family, community, nation, and race. And, you know, it's, it's like, you can't create unity by yourself, really. I mean, you're unified. You can't be unified by yourself. You must bring others with you to unify. Um, And to Giovanni's point, you know, that's when you see the impact in all of those areas. So, and how do you say that in Swahili when you work on unity? Is that umoja? Umoja. 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 It's so powerful. I, I just wanted to... At, like before I had Guillain-Barre syndrome, I would always say, do what you do best and delegate the rest. And it brought team and unity into that. And now having had that experience, now I'm like, delegate everything. So make sure. And in that, it's not like giving everything away that I'm not going to do anything. I still love what I do, but I want it to function without me, you know, as well. So this way, that's what creates the farness, right? That we talk about in that proverb. It allows it to go on because we are finite. And so, you know, this, these physical bodies don't last forever. And, you know, so then if we want an idea or concept or uh, some unified, going back to the unity, something that we want it to go beyond. And that means it has to be a lot bigger than you. (laughs) So, so that's where together, together comes in. How about you, Stephanie? What's, uh, What's that, you know, what's that word mean for you together or what's important about it? I think there's a lot of things that popped up just hearing Giovanni and hearing what Melissa had to say. And both of those are, are beautiful. And I think so right on, I'm in alignment with everything that everybody has said so far about togetherness. But the thing that popped up for me was, you know, being with the right people. I think we coach our clients on this and we're really big about um, sharing values and sharing purpose and and there's a feeling that comes with that. And the, um, I guess more of an investment, even like a commitment to the mission or the purpose or whatever that is. So maybe not the right people, that might not be the best way to say it, but making sure that like some of the things we talk about that the right people are on the bus, right? So sort of identifying what are we doing? Um, why is that important? How do we best communicate that like to our clients, to our team, and then making sure that we are all on board together in alignment, like going in the same direction, moving forward and supporting each other. I think that was such a beautiful thing for me to know that, you know, I was having a difficult time. So I wasn't able to make the podcast. And normally that would have come with a lot of guilt and, you know, I would have felt terrible that I left you guys hanging, but to just be so supported in that way and say, no, like take care of yourself. We've got this. And to know that it kept going and I didn't get in the way of that because we were together and and we do have that team. That was a beautiful thing because I think you could have togetherness and team, whether it's corporate, within your organization, whatever that might be. But if you're not truly together in that way where everybody believes, you know, or at least on some level is committed to the values and the mission and all of that, um, it's much harder to do that because things can still fall down, right? So... Uh, but they didn't. Yeah. I wanted to touch on what you just said there is like having like the right people and what do you want to use the word right or not. But like, I think it's really important to have because like, imagine if like, if I was like the sore thumb of everything, like the our whole um, 
trip to Oklahoma for our last event, right? Like, and if like one of us was just like not the right, like just grumpy. I mean, I am the grumpy guy, but like was you know just like kind of this. I'm just I'm just kidding. Um, but like if there wasn't that vibe, like how different the the whole trip would be, right? So like having the right people, I think is is a huge. And maybe Steve, you have a different word we can use instead of like the right person, but that that feels right. Like when you have the team, like we have here that vibe together, it's like, obviously we have all, all our own personalities, our preference, our, uh, not, I guess preferences, but that's not the right word I was looking for. Uh, what is it called? Perceptions. There we go. Um, of life that we bring to everything, but we're all in alignment in our overarching like goal of everything. And I think that's, what's really amazing. Like that we, we have that. So whether it's a small team, like you said, or big, a corporate team or still a business, I think having the right people, whether you have, you know, two employees or 2000 employees, if everybody's in alignment of the overarching goals and beliefs of the company and the vision, like, I think it makes it so much probably smoother, right? It's like walking a long distance with a, a rock in your shoe kind of a thing, right? Um, you can do it, but you could do it. Yeah. It's going <laughs> it to be suck. annoying and yeah. painful. Right? <laughs> and at some yeah. time that pain could be, could, <laughs> could take you down where then it slows, well, it slows you down because if you're in pain, you might not have gone as fast. And it's really important. You know, like I think in born to run that um, I'm going to mispronounce this. So I'm not even going to do it, but the tribe that uh, they so basically the Rocky Mountains go down into Mexico and and the ridge line in central and going through the middle of Mexico, there's a, an indigenous tribe that lives on the top of that. And I don't think they always live there. I think they went up there to be left alone because it's like really treacherous to get up there. Well, uh, a guy from the Rolling Stone magazine, the one who wrote Born to Run, he uh, traveled there to meet these people because they're so you know, people talked about all the time, they could just run like until the old age and all these things. They're like, how do they do it? You know, cause he was a runner and he was told by his doctor, stop running. You're um, yeah. How, how do you, yes, that's the one Melissa. How do you say that? Tarahumara? Tarahumara? Does that sound good, Melissa? Sounds good. Yes. Tarahumara Indian. And they, they are known to run from a young age uh, to all the way till they before they pass away. Like so, even like the eighty-year-old tribe members are running and keeping up, and sometimes the fastest in the in the group. And you know, so people have studied them to say how do they do it, and they uh, were looking at all the things like their diet, what they do, how they learn, um, and I'll just bring it right. Well, I don't know. Should I do this? It's like definitely spoiler. <laughs> But uh, all right, maybe I won't tell the whole story, but there's a story how they ran the race. But ultimately, what was observed without ruining the story. So if you're going to go read the book, you can still be surprised. But this I will tell you, I guess it's technically a little bit of spoiler, but it's not the story. But it's joy. It was joy and togetherness. Them running together in and in harmony and so that's what we're talking about harmony or disharmony you know maybe that's what we're talking about the right or the wrong people it's not really right or wrong people it's it's kind of the the people that are meant to be that are in harmony right they're all notes there's beautiful notes across the keyboard over the piano or the or the strings of the guitar but they're not all meant to be played at the same time it would be like chaos right so then you would you'd be in disharmony so when someone's not a good fit for your tribe, for whatever endeavor you're embarking on, 
it doesn't mean that they're quote unquote wrong. They're just not the fit for right. that thing, that particular. So they're, they need to go find their tribe. They need to go find where they're meant to be. And most likely from what we talk about, right, when pain occurs or someone's grumpy, they're probably not in the right place. And that's even why they are acting that way, because they already they're internalizing something that they don't know how to express. They're not giving themselves permission to go do something different. If you could have enough time with an individual that's going through that, you would find that they're absolutely not doing what they're meant to do, what their soul wants them to do and what creates disharmony within themselves. So then I guess, you know, even that there can be a disunion. I don't know if that's a word, but (laughs) inside of yourself, right? You're like taking away. So, but we do want to say, and I agree with what this dialogue is, the wow, we call it wow clients. You want to work with the ones that are your wow. We want to work with wow team who, who are the tribe members for what you're doing. Um, not everyone is going to fit into every endeavor. It just, you know, it's just the way we work, but everyone can go play their song where they're meant to be. There's a band, there's a group of people, there's your symphony members somewhere else. And that's okay. So one thing you can also be grateful for another one of our values is that when you have disharmony, it doesn't feel good, right? Like we hear, we're like, whoa, that doesn't sound good. And when it's har- harmonic, then we're like, wow, that sounds so beautiful. And it'll resonate in our ear in just the right way. Again, I believe that's on purpose. I believe we were designed that way to say, hey, um, you're out of tune, you know, <laughs> like uh, maybe go play with a different band, you know, and you'll find your harmony. You'll find your club. You'll find your tribe. And then you'll find your superpower because you will belong in that group. So, so, so I, I think, I don't know if that helps this conversation, but that's how I would describe it. It does. That's a more eloquent way I think to say it. Um, but it describes it really well. It like paints the picture of what it means because it's very clear, like, oh yeah, that sounds good. Or that doesn't sound good. Or clearly that's working together or that is not working together. So it just, it makes it really clear. And sometimes it's not clear when you're in the middle of it. Like you don't, you're still trying to make the melody. Like you're still trying to make it work and trying to make sounds come together. But you know, if you have to try so, so hard to have that togetherness and to get everybody on board and like going in the same way you're going, then it really not meant to be. What's interesting to me, Steve, you ended with the word belonging. And we were talking about that earlier in terms of that sense of belonging. And maybe you can expand even more because, you know, when you talk about belonging, people, you know, even in diversity, equity, and inclusion and belonging, you know, people go, well, what's diversity, equity, and inclusion without belonging? But at the end of the day, everybody wants to belong. Everybody wants to be included. Every, you know, the connection between people is so profound. I mean, I think you were saying earlier, it's like we weren't meant to be here alone. Yeah. Yeah. And and you can include everyone, but you don't have to spend every waking minute with them. There, you know, right? There, there's all the so much like we all have all our families include all of our family, but we might all have that one family member that's really hard to be with, <laughs> you know, like a, a lot, right? So, but it doesn't mean that we don't 
we we found out about that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Everyone we got to know, like, <laughs> hey, uh, yeah, how much we notice when we slow down, right? Because it was a forced slowdown in that, you know. So yeah, and I even saw it in physical things too, like. A lot of people moved. I talked to several people. They're like, I didn't realize how much I don't like my house until I had to live in it all day long. You know, so yeah, when you come into those those moments. But, you know, the, see, the beautiful thing I always say, when we find out that we're not meant to hang out as much, it actually is a blessing for both parties. Sometimes I've held back. I'm like, oh, I'm, this isn't right. And then I don't want to be mean, right? And say, oh, we shouldn't play together you know, uh, just using those words, but let's say that's what it is. But what I, I, so I would hesitate and you know what I found the longer I wait, the more it festers. And then the more it's not good for either party, because if there's disharmony, chances are most of the time, it's not good for either party. So the longer I wait, the, the worse it is for both parties. Um, and so when I, so now when I realize, Hey, this isn't working out, then it's better to communicate about it quickly. Cause one, maybe it is right. And it was just a disagree, you know, just something wasn't, uh, so maybe you could tune the guitar. Maybe it just need to be slightly tuned or do you need to get a new string or do you need to get a new guitar? Cause the whole net next band, you're right. Like, so you have to look at what level of disharmony is it, but then here's the blessing, Melissa, when, when something doesn't exactly fit in that it, it's actually a blessing to to part ways in that because then you can actually find where you belong because i do believe everyone belongs everything belongs in a certain place and i think the feelings that's where it goes back this is another thing that we in modern age i think a lot of us across the world not just even one culture some are better than others but we've you know, kind of ignored our feelings or we felt wrong in that, you know, we, uh, you know, Stephanie, you brought up guilt and these different feelings. Um, but what I've found is it's better to tell someone right away and then find our way rather than trying to hold on to something that we already know is not working. And then it goes back to your point, Melissa, that there is a belonging somewhere, but, you know, to say that every person on the planet goes together with every other person. Yes, we do. On Earth, we do. So there is like an overarching belonging to this planet that we live on. And yet it doesn't require us to spend every day, every minute with every individual on this planet, which obviously would be impossible. But, you know, what is it? Eight billion people now. So these things aren't even really plausible and it's okay to navigate. And I guess I would just close this thought with saying the sooner you actually seek your tribe where it brings you joy, which is an indicator that we're on path in my mind, then the sooner you'll find them, then you'll have that belonging. What just popped in my head was that kind of going back to um, past podcasts on like on fun, like what you're just saying, like what, like find your joy essentially. I think specifically in Western societies, and I think we might have talked about this before, but like we're programmed to go into something that's going to make as much money as we can, right? And we forget about everything else, forget about your joy, forget about whatever else. But I think when you allow yourself to find the thing that does make you happy, it it's like the last puzzle piece in in your puzzle, right? You just like that little push in and like, ah, oh, that was satisfying. It's like you've when you can have that joy and then you can start having fun, like you, your tribe really does start to form around you. Right. Like when you find your joy in life, like you just start 
So you start doing things that you like to do and you start meeting people. And so it's like, I remember like when I was uh, younger, like getting into uh, Latin dancing, was dancing salsa, bachata, and a few other Latin dances and stuff like that. And like, when you're having fun, like you just meet people naturally, right? And like things just kind of, and you're like, oh, like here's, here's like, here's my, like my new tribe and like things are good. And like you go and like specifically with like dancing, it's like, you want to go far. It's like you dance with a lot of really good people who are way better than you, but you dance with a lot of them and then like it ups your game like significantly. So anybody learning to dance, like go do that, find the best people in your dance class and dance with them. And that will up you like 10 times really quickly. But it's like, it's but having that feeling, having that joy, like in business or just in life in general, like you do start to go further, right? And then you start noticing people who are in the same mindset as you, right? Especially when you start developing yourself more and more, like you just start seeing people leveling up. You see the analogy that you use, right? We're always on a mountain, like going to the top and no matter where you're at, there's somebody in front of you, somebody behind you. And we can always look to the people in front of us to help us out. And we can always look back to help people behind us kind of a thing. Like, I think in this whole togetherness, like it's just like that same, that same concept. It is. And you find the people you're meant to gather with more and it brings you more joy and when you feel less joy then you know navigate away in a very kind way because ultimately i think going back to melissa's uh you know what you're bringing up melissa is that it's not really necessarily bad people it's just not the people you're meant to spend a lot of time with you know and and the sooner we actually make that a part of our thinking then you know we can find navigate to the people that bring us the most joy in our life. And I guess just saying, you know, so what, that doesn't mean we have to stop the other people or hurt the other people, let them be them. So if you don't like Latin dancing, let them dance all they want. And then you go dance whatever you want. If you want to be square dancing or doing what you want to do, do that too. I, I try to try them all. I do like to try them all, but there's certain things I've tried. I'm like, ah, that's just not my game, you know, but so I guess, you know, you also have to be there. This goes back to the wrong or right, you know, like where we were feeling that, you know, that's where those words, I guess. And that's probably why we felt it. Like, even when you said it, Stephanie, or when you said it to everybody, it was like, well, it doesn't feel right. We need a different word. It's because all these things, let's be clear to everyone. This is, we're not saying anyone else is wrong or right necessarily. I mean, maybe certain situations as a society, there are certain things that we find wrong, like if you take someone's life or something like that, there's going to be a deep consequence. But the the fact is, is that in most of our, you know, society, the things we're doing at, that, that aren't harming other people, then, and that's even, I, I guess I slow down because what does that mean? harming other people like everyone could have a different definition right. oh you're bugging me because you're speaking a different language or you are dancing differently than me so that offends me but how so how does it offend you and it doesn't mean that you have to go share time with them every day let you know so I, so i guess there's a, a i guess a thin line or, or just something we need to be clear about we're saying find joy with who you're with but it doesn't mean you have to like shun or disallow someone else to have their joy and i think to the to your point um and you bring it up you brought it up several times in terms of just your own level of curiosity and exploration so it's it's not about you know getting rid of people because they don't fit in your box you can actually 
begin to ask questions and learn about somebody else, somebody's, uh, you know, somebody's culture, somebody's location, somebody, you know, their background, uh, you know, there are things that inform us as people. And to your point, we're always trying, we think we're doing good. We have, you know, we, we do have that intention, but we don't always see all sides of what that means. And, you know, there's so many different stories in the world, uh, which is why, you know, I always encourage people. It's like, go explore the world because, you know, you pick up so many different perspectives that you don't even realize in some cases how American you are if you live in America (laughs) or, you know, I mean, it's like you start to explore and you go, oh my gosh, like that is totally different than the way I grew up or what my belief was, but it doesn't make my belief wrong. It's a different perspective. Um, And it really actually fills you differently as a person um, because you start asking different questions and you begin to understand, you know, that synergy that you can create for uh, when you bring in other perspectives, yeah, I, you know, just even talking about perspectives. Mm-hmm. When you say American, I've been in South America, and they're like American. It's South America. It's right. North America. Like what <laughs> yeah. is American, right? You know, like so you could say the United States of America. That's a country, and then North America, South America. But this is all perception, and but it is you know branding, right. and you know marketing too, because you've worked at really high levels with this too, um, Melissa. But you know, from a branding standpoint. But when you say America, what do people think of? They think of the United States of America. So again, not a wrong or right. It's all a perception. And even that, you know, like someone in Peru once said to me, they're like, I belong to, I'm also American, right? I'm in South America. And you're like, oh yeah, right, right. Absolutely. (laughs) uh, Yeah. So let's pause real quick and take a break and we'll be right back. I just want to have an expression of gratitude right now for Pro Audio Voices. They're the ones that uh, produce my podcast. And Becky and her team are amazing. And for those of you that know me, I'm all about WOW clients, WOW partners. And Pro Audio Voices is a WOW partner for me. And if you want to learn more, you can go to ProAudioVoices.com and you can learn about them. They also do audiobooks and they're just amazing people. Thank you, Becky. If I can interject, is like the traveling aspect like when you as a united states citizen or actually this works for anybody around the world right when you're traveling outside of your country and you meet somebody else from your country whether they're from another region another state or something like that and you normally would have like nothing else in common but like you're traveling along and you're like oh hey you're from california i'm best buddies like as you're like traveling through this foreign country like that's what like that kind of together is like which is really cool and it and it and I've heard it not just like with myself, because when I was doing a study abroad in Spain, I traveled around for like a month on my own and I met a bunch of Australians and there's like a bunch of Australians, like just doing this like big loop. Um, and I'd kind of go to my own, my own place and then I'd meet the same person and then go to another place. And like kind of these groups were just kind of going around. But like you have like these like that instant togetherness. Right. Or you see big soccer games or football games. Right. Around the rest of the world where like. Yeah, these two um, competing countries, the World Cup, right? And like you see another American, you see another uh, Argentinian, or you see another whoever else, like you, your best buddies, because like 
your togetherness is your country kind of a thing, right? That's like just another really cool. I love, I love, I love seeing and experiencing that. Like somebody like from, cause I've always been on the West coast, Utah, California. And anytime I met somebody from like the East or the Midwest is like, it's just like kind of really cool to connect with them on that level, but then kind of connect more because they're different, right? Because the United States is pretty big. And so each state has its own, yeah, it has its own culture, <laughs> right? Even within California, we have our own cultures yes. within the, just the, how many counties we have or regions we have here. But so it's like always fascinating when you can get outside of that and then connect with somebody and, and feel that togetherness. And I think on a grander scale, if you really pulled it out, like, because we are all humans, right? Somebody from from Africa is the same as as me. Somebody from Europe, same as me, right? Skin color might be a little bit different. Cultures might be a little different, but down on the basic level, like we're the same, right? And that's that connectedness. And like, that's why I love you bringing up travel, Melissa, because like I've been such a huge proponent of people traveling. I was like, if I said back in the day, I was like, if anybody or if everybody in the United States could travel out of the United States when they're younger, just to experience the rest of the world, like Americans, United States citizens would have a more open mind and be more connected to the rest of the world. Like we have our little bubble that really kind of keeps us away from everything. And I think that that traveling really does bring you together with other people really connects you with the rest of the world. Cause you see like, Hey, on the basic levels, they want to take care of their family. They want to be loved. They want to belong, right. They want to have food. They want to have security. They want to shelter, right. Clothes on their back. Like all the basic needs that human wants, right? Like everybody in the world wants that. And like, when you travel and you see the people that do and don't have that, like it allows you to connect more. And then I think that builds on a grander scale, that togetherness, right. That we, we need as a, as people. And and what is like so many levels on what you just said, Giovanni, for, for me, because even as I've traveled, I've seen people with way less than most people in the United States of America have, and they're happier because you know what's most important to them they have shelter they had food they had uh, their family and what more do they need yeah. so on those essential levels that is there and i think you know it's like kind of like a zooming out thing like if you're in your city you might even find division oh the people in that neighborhood they're different than our neighborhood but then you leave your city and you go to another city you're like oh yeah i'm from that city and then like to what you said Giovanni, then everyone from that city you'll like meet someone else they might be in that other neighborhood that you wouldn't that maybe you didn't like as much but hey they're i'm in a different city now and then this is my brother or sister from my city now we're like together in the same in california mm-hmm. or whatever state you want to look at you might have d- division and then you leave the state you're in another state and then you're like oh yeah you're from california too oh cool right and then we leave our country now, like you said, it's a massive, the United States of America, where we're recording this, it's a massive country. And there are so many different cultures. But then if we remove ourselves from that, and we find someone from the whole other side of the country, we'll now be United States of American citizens. And then now we're in that country. And if, you know, Elon Musk or anyone else succeeds, and we go on to different planets, then you could even go further and say, Someday you'd be like, so difference of opinion between country to country, but then we find ourselves on some other planet and uh, we're like, oh, wow, I'm from Earth. Oh, you're from Earth. Oh, me too. Awesome. You know, and and I think that the sporting <laughs> events is a good analogy because instantaneously you could have total disagreement, not believe in the same things politically, religiously, and then you're at the game and we're wearing the same color and it doesn't matter your arm and arm. Like people literally don't even know each other. And they're like throwing their arms around each other. Yeah, go team! 
you know, and it doesn't matter because we're there. And that goes back to what Melissa said. We just want to belong so, so strongly. We just have to have something to root for together. And let's go back to what you said. We just want to have a good life. So can't we just root for everyone eating and being happy? Um, so I think you can find togetherness based on different interests. Like you said, based on different beliefs, it's not, there's not one way to be together. I think you can find community at work. You find togetherness with your clients. Like, do you have what they need or are they a good fit to partner with you? And then there's like family togetherness, there's community, there's hobbies. There's so many different ways to find togetherness and to bond over things that get you excited and you're not going to share all the same stuff with all the same people. Like that is the beauty of it, of, you know, traveling that diversity, the sort of exploring what brings you joy and what makes you happy is you can find other people that share that same, that same excitement or that same, you know, love. But I think it does start with sort of, at least from a business perspective, like clearly defining what does that look like? What, why do we want to be together? What are we doing together? What does that look like? And then that's, you know, to your point, Giovanni, where people will start to gravitate towards that. And then you sort of form something bigger and then you get more people so you can go farther. I mean, all of that. So it really, I think for me, that was, there's so many beautiful things that were just said, but as you guys are all talking, I'm thinking like, it kind of does start with having things defined on the front end. Like I love the Niners. You love the Niners. Yes. Like we love the Niners. And like from a work perspective and just like we've been doing with all of our podcasts here, these are our values. And that started with Steve. Like these are my values. This is my vision for the company. This is my mission. And then it was like, we talk about them every week. We talk about them all the time and we share on them and we expand on them and what they mean for us. And it just brings us all in to have even a, I think a greater sense of togetherness because it's like, yes, I know what he's all about. I'm about that too. I'm so in alignment. I want that for my life. I want that for my career. And so I do want to do it together. I do want to join and I do want to be part of it. So yeah, I think that was just what was coming up for me as you guys were all sharing. It's so good, awesome. Stephanie, bring it back to, cool. you know, something in like business or in life and like how that can come together and, you know, a random thing, but maybe not so random popped in my head where it, we all come together for different circumstances, right? You know, it could be a different moment. Well, I remember this time we were in, I was in San Francisco being interviewed on television for uh, my, our second feature film that we had produced. And I was with my partners and one of them was from LA and the rest of us lived in Northern California, but not in San Francisco. So we were visiting for the day and we're like, let's go eat at Francis Ford Coppola's, right? Because here we are having this film moment. Let's go there. And so we go and we're eating dinner in his cafe uh, there at Kearney and Columbus in North Beach in San Francisco, the little Italian community. And, uh, and we're like sizing up the room. At least I was being the producer of our film. I'm like looking at who's in the room, guessing, is there another producer? Are there other film people here? So I'm kind of sizing up the people at the different tables and at the bar. And there's this guy at the bar. And I told my my partner on the film i said i bet you that guy's a producer or something he's definitely in the film industry i just have a feeling well guess what happened that night an earthquake oh my gosh so the whole place is rumbling the bartenders literally holding bottles on the wall like trying to not have so many break bottles are falling off the wall it was it was a pretty decent sized earthquake 
It wasn't the biggest I've ever wow. been a part of, but it was a decent earthquake to everyone. And so then the bartender's like, some VUCA on the house, everyone like put it, and they gave everyone a drink instantly, instantly the whole restaurant was together. We all went through that thing together. And so in crisis, we tend to come together and all race, religion breaks away. And there we are together. What? Surviving. You know, and it was and just instantaneously to see everyone at their separate tables, having their separate meals, not paying any attention to everyone else. And I just happened to be paying attention because I was trying to make my movie business succeed. <laughs> and by the way, I did meet the guy at the bar because it opened up dialogue. So then everyone was talking to everyone and I was right. He was a producer and a writer and he's actually a friend to this day, a lifelong friend. And because of that earthquake, I got an office in that building. So I met everyone there that night. <laughs> and I and then they asked me if I would put an office there. And so for about six years, I had an office at Francis Ford Coppola's building. And we I actually got to uh lease the office that Sean Penn used to to lease before. And he left his chair there. And so we always laughed about that. People would want to sit in the same chair as Sean Penn. But um, but talk about somewhat people I didn't know. And then an earthquake brought us together. So what brings us together to Stephanie's point of cause, uh, a mission. Um, but then if you go earthly, we go all the way. We just want to survive. That's a great story. And it it totally reminded me of where I where we were on 9-11. Um, because we had I literally was at a conference. We were giving the conference. And uh, we happened, it happened to be like our 10 year anniversary. We would do this conference every year and we had all these judges and attorneys and, you know, financial institution executives were there, you know, right when it started. I mean, you know, this was eight o'clock in the morning. We were in New Orleans and, you know, somebody came down, one of the vice presidents came down and she was like, something's going on. I don't know exactly. And this was, we did have internet in the room at the time. Um, and somebody went over and started looking it up, like what's going on kind of thing. And they, you know, were hearing that there was, you know, the buildings were falling and all this kind of stuff. And I will never forget because my manager at the time, just brilliant guy who the one thing that he said after he got up, he let the first person speak and finish their presentation. And then he got up and he said, you know, this is what's going on. And, in, you know, most folks, I think, would have said, you know, we're going to either cancel the conference or, you know, you guys can go to your rooms and figure out what you need to do, whatever. He was like, we are going to bring televisions in here. And everyone stayed together for like that entire period, most of the, and many of us were there for several days or a week because, you know, all the planes were grounded. There were people that were leaving and driving and stuff like that. But I am telling you the bonds that were created in that period of time, because people were trying to check in on their families and, you know, figuring out what was going on. But the fact that we were in a room together. I mean, I literally am getting goosebumps right now just thinking about it because it was just so powerful. And 
we, to this day, when we talk to people that were in that room or in that experience, it, you know, it's, it's something that just totally bonds you. And so, you know, everything you're talking about, it, it makes such a difference when we're talking about together, that togetherness and being together, as opposed to just, you know, I mean, I, for him to do that and say, we want everybody to stay together. We don't want everybody just going off by themselves because they would be in solitary, really just looking at all of these horrible things that were happening all at the same time. And that experience is just so, I mean, it's amazing what we get when yes. we're together, you know, it's, it's, it's just uh, amazing. You know, and, and it can be like, you know, we look at, you know, we're all, it's so interesting because it can seem like, uh, that we're saying complete opposite things, right? Like find your tribe, but yet then we can all be a tribe based on the circumstances and if we allow it. And so ultimately, most of our disagreements are actually an illusion of rhetoric, really, like language on top and the way that we look or feel or what we say. But ultimately, at the root of it, we just want to survive. And that's why when it comes to planes crashing or an earthquake where life could be at odds against the world, the universe, like the nature, mother nature's coming at us, a storm's coming, whatever it is, then we can unify with all of our differences for the common good of survival. And, and what a beautiful thing. You're totally right, Melissa, like to separate. And if everyone went to their hotel room and then they had to wait like two weeks and the event's over by doing that moment, even if you, as you do disperse, because I doubt everyone stayed in the ballroom the whole time, but then you probably dispersed in clusters and, and never felt alone. And what a time to not want to feel alone. And I think that's yeah. powerful. Powerful. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. So I think you can look at who you're meant to spend a lot of time with, who, uh, who's on the boat going to where you're going, but then look at the larger sense. You know, if we're all in our boats, but we're all going to different places, then guess what's required? Unification of the ocean. We all as our boat holders should be caring for the ocean because if the ocean gets polluted, ruined, then all of our boats from all nations go underwater, right? If we're going to ruin things that we all need, that's where we can look at unification. That's where we can look at togetherness. So you could say we're not in it together on many different factors, but then there are some very big, big common factors that we're all in this together. All of us, all nations. Uh, that's where we become, you know, people of earth. And so I think we have to remind ourselves, yeah, it's okay to go small. It's okay to say I'm part of this family. I'm going to go home. I'm going to see my brothers and sisters. I'm going to see my kids. Yeah, you're going to have those smaller intimate moments that are also big for your family. I'm not trying to say emotionally small or large, but then we're going to be a part of our neighborhood. We're going to be neighborly. Hopefully you are. Uh, you're together in your neighborhood. Then you're together in your city. Then you're together in your state. Then you're together in 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 the united states so when i i make cacao and i'm actually finishing my cup i, I sip on it and this is a rather large one i've been ha had a good cup today and when i make my cacao i actually bless my blessings in my house the blessings for my children my wife myself then i go outside of that blessings to my neighbors known and unknown i say blessings to them then i say blessings to my city greater city area then blessings to my state Blessings to the United States, blessings to the world and all the people in it. 
And so I think it's a, it's a micro macro thing, you know, in a micro thought we could be different in a macro we're the same and it's okay. Let's let's, uh, I know in my family, my grandparents chose not to teach my parents Italian because in New York and the other areas, outlying areas, my dad's family was Pennsylvania. Same thing happened. My grandfather spoke Italian fluently, both sides uh, of my mother, grandparents, well, and my parents couldn't speak Italian at all. Like maybe chow, a couple of cuss words that we all learned that you're not supposed to know. <laughs> but then, but that's it because they wanted them to be American because it was not okay. Like at a certain time, if you put an Italian last name on a job application, it got thrown away. You know, I'm not saying I had the worst of it. There are many cultures that had even a worse time, as we all know in history. But I can feel a little bit of that. I'm getting tingles in my body saying that. And so there, there we are. And and that was what, in a sense, to belong. So it's got a, it's a really tricky conversation, right? Because here we are. So I guess what I'm saying is I can have Italian heritage. I can enjoy a nice bowl of pasta or cannoli. Oh, that's really good, by the way. And... I can speak Italian, I can look Italian, but I could also be from the United States of America because now I'm the third generation in this country. And I think it's I think it's sad. To me, it breaks my heart that part of our culture was was lost. And so, you know, we look at this is a very diverse country, and I think people forget. And when people get upset, they're like, What are you doing here in my country? You know what I always I I, I say to them, Oh, you're indigenous. And some are, maybe they are, maybe they are. But I, I when I notice this, usually they're not. <laughs> and I say, oh, you're you're indigenous. What, what tribe are you from? Oh, no, I'm not. My family came from here. Oh, okay. So you immigrated. You're an immigrant as well. And again, no wrong or right, right? And it's the, just... And the United States is, yeah, it's, I mean, was founded on people fleeing oppressions, the religious oppressions mostly, but... Uh, yeah, it's kind of like yes. full circle, right? The people fleeing the oppressed become the oppressors eventually. Any bully that you can look in the eye, Giovanni, and really get in enough rapport and say, who hurt you? Yeah. You know, um, it's uh, we get hurt and then we tend to hurt someone else, which is sad. So who's going to apologize first? <laughs> Go ahead, Giovanni. Yeah. I had that thought, this thought earlier is of like the whole togetherness, like when we were talking about um, like the humans as coming together, right? The whole neighborhood, state, bringing out. And then like the, the thought of like self-preservation, right? Like why a lot of that distancing, even within our own neighborhoods, right? Even your own neighbors and stuff like that. It's like, there's like, I don't know if this thought just kind of came through. So you guys helped me form it a little bit better, but the thought was like, there's this like self-preservation right because like in my photography as i was like learning not just the skills of it but like the psychology behind making a great headshot was there's um a, i always tell those people there's a study that was done um by i forget who the, the scientist was but it's to um it was to find out how quickly people judge you on your trustworthiness and so the study came they found out that it takes less than 40 milliseconds which means it's like faster than you blink Right. So they literally just flashed it for like a split second, 40 milliseconds. And people 
that were able to make the same conclusion of somebody's trustworthiness as the control group who had like unlimited amount of time to look at a photo and really analyze the person's face and whatnot. So that kind of comes back to the caveman days, right? I like to say of where somebody coming over the hill, we have to make a snap decision. Like, are you here to help me or hurt me kind of a thing? Right. And for most of us in the world, it's no longer that life or death kind of situation, but it's that in the sense of, you know, we're going to actually die. It's more of like, you know, are you here to help me socially, economically kind of, kind of a thing. And like, uh, so getting back to like that, microcosm of like our, you know, in our neighborhood of like us separating from others. But then once we get outside of that, out of the state or the neighborhood, it's like, oh my gosh, you're from my neighborhood. Like, oh my, like you live, th- live three doors down from me. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Like you have that connectedness, but like while you're living three doors down, you didn't know each other kind of a thing. Like, I don't know, like that there's like something with self-preservation. So maybe you guys help me form it, but there's like something like that. That's there. Like when you see these other people in your neighborhood and like, why don't we reach out to like our neighbors a lot of the time, right? I'll be even the first to raise my hand. Like I see my neighbors and like I wave to them, but I don't necessarily know anybody by first name basis or anything like that. And like when I see them drive by, we'll wave, like maybe say exchange a few words here and there, but it's not anything. And I'm just curious about why, maybe not necessarily why, but it just kind of popped in my head. Like there's that. And I don't know if, I don't know if it's self-preservation kind of a thing, but there's just something that there's that, that is, as we're talking about this togetherness, it's like, oh yeah, why? Because Stephanie put a comment in here. I thought it was fantastic. Like, would it be nice if just the human experience bonded us, like in that way of that, like the of something tragic happening, kind of a thing? And I'm like, yeah, wouldn't it be awesome just to see somebody on the street and just be like, hey, you're human. Like, you're amazing. Like, let's connect, kind of like a kind of a thing. Like, and without a crisis, without having to be, yeah, because yeah, 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 exactly. Without right. So, I you know, I think time needs to be put into this equation, Giovanni. Like. I think that in modern society, we're so busy trying to have a living or, or what we think is appropriate. And like you said, we're trying, we have to have a certain amount of money or we're not valuable. Like even your net worth is mostly people think financially immediately, like your worth, how much are you worth? You know, people think immediately, they think financial. So then, you know, that really like already messes with things right in in a not good way because now your financial merit makes your value when people are so much more valuable than just uh, the dollars that are in their wallet or their purse and uh you know so i think that what i've noticed as i've traveled and you get in more rural areas or even in the united states go to the coasts it tends to be more expensive. It tends to be more expensive. That means both parents are working. That means all the neighbors are working. You're so tired. You get home to your house and then you collapse and you're so tired. So you can just have enough energy to get up and do it again the next day. Do you, do you even have time to meet your neighbor? Then when I go more into the middle of America, uh, and I mean, this is not like every uh, community necessarily. I have not visited them all. But what I do see overarching is I actually see more neighborliness because they're, people have time. They don't have to work as many hours to create a living. And they can, uh, uh, you know, the cost of living is lower and thereby they work less. They're happy uh, to work less and they're, they're, they're making enough to make their life. And they know their neighbors. So more business, more life. Coming back to our show, we are. I didn't realize this too. I was speaking somewhere, and you, and someone came up to me. They're like, "Steve, this is great. You're helping people have more business, more income, 
You're helping people enjoy their life more. But did you know that you're also helping civically? And I said, oh, how so? He said, what do people with more money and more time do? They tend to help their neighbors. So this is a civic movement. We need to stop working so darn much that we don't have time to know our neighbor. And I'm not saying it's the end all. To your point, Giovanni, there's many reasons that these things happen. But I can feel in a big way, we feel like we don't have time. It's like, oh, I would know my neighbor, but you know, when do I have time? When do I have time to invite them over for dinner? Uh, or, oh, shoot, I just pulled up and they pulled up. Do I like run in my house because I have to go? I have to make dinner for the kids. Or do I stop and say, hello, how are you today? I feel like this story kind of encapsulates everything. In the book Outsiders by Malcolm Gladwell, which I, I love, and if you've seen any of his stuff, Tipping Point, Blink, I believe it's Outsiders. There's an Italian community. Maybe I resonated with it because that's my background, but it goes to this story. There's an Italian community on the East Coast of the United States. They all immigrated and they stayed really close knit. They were like literally from the same village in Italy. And this whole group, the same again, that same cluster, that belonging, that tribe, they all came together. And they had, they were one of the lowest heart disease and uh, like they're the healthiest community. I think it, it took for sure heart disease was the big underlying condition they were looking at, but just overall they're living longer and they had better health. And then they went there, they went to the community. They're like, what are they eating differently? No, same stuff, lard and like all, you know, pork and tons of pasta and all these carbs and just like eating it up. So like, nope, it's not what they're eating. Are they exercising more? Not any more than anybody else. Like nothing. It was like, they're dumbfounded. They're like, what are they doing to be so healthy? It was being together. They found that actually no one, they finally interviewed on a psychological level and no one was ever afraid that they would go hungry or without shelter because they knew if they lost their job, and I'm getting tingles saying this to you in my body right now, I can feel this. If they lost their job or their source of income, that their neighbor would feed them or shelter them. So there was no worry about being homeless and they were healthier and happier. Let that soak in. So you talk about coming together and it comes back, back to the root of it. The human body just wants to know that we're safe. Those people were healthier because in their community, they were safe. And they knew that when something went wrong or it was hard, they would be there for each other no matter what. We That comes back to love. All of our, all of our values that we've gone over in the last six episodes, love, gratitude, growth, freedom, fun, and now together, they matter. Where Just look, where should you be together? How much are you together with your family, with the people that live in your house? How much are you together with your neighbors? How much are you together with your community? How much are you together with your state? How much are you together with your country? How much are you together with this world? Ponder those thoughts. And I'll bet you we'd be, we're already in the longest period of recorded peace, even though there's conflicts in the world. Since World War II, less people have died in conflicts than in one day in World War II. And so it's a lot of perception, right? Just notice your blessings, notice your gratitude, and then be together with your community. Even if you disagree on certain topics, you can come together on others. I really appreciate Giovanni, Stephanie, and Melissa.
talk and as always every darn episode we do and i say darn only because there's so much to talk about which is good i guess we have longevity with this podcast because there's so much to talk about and we've been talking a lot about our feelings and these values that are so important to us and you might be saying i thought it said more business when are we talking about more business we dabbled in that right but these core things people always ask me are you a life coach or a business coach and i say when i well i hope you don't die when you go to work Yes, we're talking about life because when our life is better, our business is better. <sighs> I hope this is valuable. Please let us know what was valuable. Uh, please, uh, you know, comment, you know, share with us, send us messages, let us know what was most valuable in this podcast. And if you have questions or things, or even if you disagree with some of the things that are here, we're okay to hear that, you know, because that's what brings us closer together in disagreement. We can learn about one another and we can be more together. <laughs> so we're open to all those comments. If you like this uh, podcast and you feel value in it, then please share it with others because then you help us build more togetherness and more community. And so you can be together with us by being a part of our community. Join us on all the different social media platforms and flavors. We're on most of them, but not all of them, just due to time, really. And I guess I'll leave it at that. Uh, did I miss anything, team? Feels like we covered it. Perfect. Glad I got consensus and we're together on this. Thank, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we are we're together. together. <laughs> so thanks for listening to More Business, More Live. Until next time, remember, choose gratitude and create freedom. We love you all. Thanks for listening to the More Business, More Life podcast. I hope you got value. And if you did, we have so many more things for you at stevenopleton.com. You'll be able to connect with us on social media. We are active. You can ask us questions. And then on top of that, I want to give you a really big gift. And it truly is. We want to give so much value. We have an offering. It's a program called Clear Path to Customers. It's the same way that we attract wow clients and only working with the right people, the people we want to. And it's transformed my business into millions more in revenue with the right people and my clients. And we're doing it absolutely free. So you can go to stevenopleton.com and grab that. You just got to put in your information. We'll send it to you promptly. And that again is on stevenopleton.com. I look forward to having you on the next show. Until then, remember, choose gratitude and create freedom. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.